Welcome to the Foxy Property Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Shorter, and today I am joined by Jessica Dwyer of Right at Home Staging, which is located on the Sapphire Coast in New South Wales. There's a couple of things in particular, probably three, that uh, I found really interesting about this interview. The first one is that Jess is located and her business is located in a very regional or even rural area, um, and I guess we talk about some of the difficulties that she faces as part of that, and I know that she's not alone in that in around Australia. Um, we also talk about the fact that the, her staging business is only one of two businesses that she, she runs. She actually has a retail, physical retail store as well. Um, so I talk a bit about how that fits in with her staging business, how it complements it, and also the difficulties in running two businesses at the same time. And the third one that we get into is a little bit of an online shop idea that she's had to help increase uh, or add another revenue stream as part of her staging business. And in particular, she has set up bedroom packages um, that she sells locally to to various people. And, and I found that really interesting. And I know that she's not alone in setting up an online store as a, another source of revenue. So we kind of talk about uh, her thoughts behind it and what she's found very successful and, and difficult in setting that up. She also finishes, I guess, the interview with uh, an answer to my question, which I, I often ask but don't get a great answer, which is, what is something weird or unusual that you love? Uh, and she has a really good answer, which I actually uh, do the same thing. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. You have to listen to the end to get that. Um, but I suspect it's more common than we both, or than she realized. I think it's actually uh, probably more common in the general population. So listen and let me know how you go with that one. Enjoy the episode. Okay, I'm joined today by Jessica Dwyer from Right at Home Staging. How are you going, Jess? I'm good, thank you, Jake. How are you? Very well. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm glad to have you here. Um, we did meet recently at the uh, symposium down in Sydney for the first time, so that was kind of the first time that we'd uh, met face to face, and now we get I to know. talk a little bit. I think most of our interactions, as they would be with most others in the industry, are, are online and social media. So it's kind of nice to be do something a bit different. I know. When I saw Phoebe in Sydney, I felt like I already knew her because we constantly are watching um, you on. Instagram, so it's kind of nice, you know, to finally meet in person. And you're one that um, likes to get in front of camera as you're doing things, and I'm going to get into a little bit of that. But before we do that, um, I want to go right back to the start and ask, what were you doing just before you got into the home staging industry? I was living in Sydney working in corporate as a project manager. Okay. Um, So completely different fields. Um, in and are you talking about kind of the the big um, you know industrial type projects or is, what sort of projects are we are you talking about? So more um, technical. So I was implementing um, HR systems into um, lend lease, um, and so I got into implementing HR systems in quite um, a few of my previous roles. So it kind of just became my little niche, and I think that's where um, I am quite good with all the technical side of things um, in business because that's my background. Completely different to uh, what you're doing now, for sure. I know, right? But I think <laughs> the, um, the project management side of things does help me because it makes you be very organised and structured in how you um, complete projects. So, And probably just the, and the, the fact that you're kind of used to thinking about things in a big picture and knowing where each of each little piece fits into that overall equation yeah 100 percent. yeah 
Cool. Um, as I mentioned, your business is called Right at Home Staging and you're down yep. on the Sapphire Coast. Now, yes. I, I now, after meeting you in Sydney, um, know where that is, but I didn't before mm-hmm. that. So, why don't just in case there's those listening that don't know where the Sapphire Coast is, um, yes. tell us where that is and then I guess also how large of an area you your business covers. Yes. So, so the Sapphire Coast is halfway between Sydney and Melbourne on the coast. Um, and the Sapphire Coast is um, a collection of smaller towns. Um, there is, I actually don't know the number of people in this area, but um, there there is quite a few towns, probably around 10 towns that make up the Sapphire Coast, probably even more actually. I actually feel that I should know that statistic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. People can uh, go and Google that. And um, <laughs> I guess how how when I talk about how far you have to travel, is it um, what's the yeah. furthest you've had to travel for maybe to stage your house? Well, the Sapphire Coast. Um, so I started at Bermagui and I ended at um, Eden. So the distance from Bega to Bermagui or Eden is around 45 minute drive. Um, I have gone further up the coast past Bermagui to um, a town called Naruma um, and Dalmini, which is kind of a little bit further um, than that 45 minutes. But that's probably the proximity because any further and removalist costs, as you would know, um, increase. So I try and keep it in that um, circle. Okay. Very good. Mm. Um, And I guess in terms of that um, you know, f- back in the early days when the business started, was there anything in particular, like a, a moment or was it more of a series of events that actually led to the decision to start the business? Yeah, so it was a series of events. So my contract at Land Lease was coming to an end. My um, lease at my unit in Coogee was coming to an end. Um, and in all of that, I had been following the twins from the block um, on Instagram. Yes. And I then seen that they went and did some home staging course with um, this um, International Institute of Home Staging, which was quite new to me. So then um, the International Institute of Home Staging put on a kind of a seminar in Sydney back in 2015. And I just thought, I'll just go and see what it's all about. And that literally was my light bulb moment of this is actually what I want to do for the rest of my life is home staging. So there was a series of events and I think the universe kind of led me to that um, seminar that Naomi had um, put on in Sydney back in 2015 and the rest is history. So within that three months of attending that seminar, I was back in Bega and right at home staging was born. That's amazing how quickly it uh, has happened. Um, yeah. So 20, 2015, you said? Yeah. Uh, about four years on now. Um, I guess give us a little bit of – so that's kind of back, going back right to the start. So in the roughly four-odd years that you've been mm. in business, to kind of tell me a little bit about – well, maybe start with where the business is at now, just to give people listening um, a bit of context. So, you know, any any sort of numbers that you can share, you know, the number of houses staged or how many um, properties you look after, employees, anything, anything at all that can give us a bit of context. Yeah, so it's nearly four years and I think I've got about 12 properties staged at the moment and that could be a combination of vacant or um, occupied homes. Um, I do work closely with quite a few real estate agents in the area um, and um, I do have a couple of casual employees that help me when I do have the larger jobs 
um, the, the vacant properties. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going well. Very exciting. And, and I guess something that I, I was a little bit naive probably being in, you know, in Brisbane in the capital city, um, we had plenty of options when we started for hiring furniture. So mm. that, that wasn't our limitation. You know, it was our, our real limitation was how much, you know, how could we quickly could we build relationships with agents? How quickly could we actually win some work? Um, and whatever work we were able to win, it was either mm. going to be constrained by, you know, how many employees we had or how you know how how we could actually fulfill the orders um whereas now i've met more people from regional centers or rural sort of places um something that didn't even cross my mind was that there aren't even options to hire furniture in a lot of those places is that was that the case for you yeah it was and so when i first started right at home staging i i went into it thinking i'll just do pre-sale consults and i'll just get my experience through that, um, but very, very quickly I realised that um, people wanted their vacant properties furnished and so I had to then go and every job I got where I needed furniture, I would just buy for that house and it has just accumulated um, over time, but I don't have any higher options. I think Canberra is probably the closest and that's three hours away, so um in a regional area, it is a huge investment at the beginning to grow your inventory. And um, I have no regrets. Like, I absolutely love it. But, yeah, you do have to outlay quite a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and Because you've got your own stock. Yeah, and, and like I so said, we kind of just made that decision to go down that path, but we, we definitely had kind of a backup option there. But as mm. I said, you know, speaking to people from even Newcastle, um, you know, it's a similar sort of thing. They're a bit closer to Sydney, so maybe they have some options there, but hiring yeah. is just almost taken for granted maybe, or at least I took it for granted a little bit. But um, I guess as a follow-on question, are there any other particular difficulties that you kind of face or that maybe we don't we're not aware of being in a capital um, city that you face in regional areas I think storage is an issue so um attending the the symposium recently in Sydney hearing the um, storage company get up on stage and talk about how they can offer all these things to stages like we just don't have any of that um, down here and I'm sure in a lot of regional areas don't have that access so storage is quite expensive down here um, removalists are expensive so I've been lucky to find a couple of guys who do help me they're not a furniture removalist as such with a truck but they're very good to me um, and they do look after my furniture when we are moving it um, but also the biggest challenge that I've found is is actually educating people about what home staging actually is in the area um, when I first started right at home staging I, I overheard my dad telling someone what right at home staging was all about and he got it completely wrong so I had to tell my parents like I basically gave them a script on what home staging does um, so and to this day I still find it's an education piece with everybody on home staging and how it can benefit them when they're selling their home which is a, a very a yeah I, I agree and it's it can be quite difficult because you're not only selling yourself now you're also having to first even like say educate what what your service is what you do and then it's well why am I the best person to to provide that and often that can just be a right like there's I mean in every city everybody will come across the same thing I'm sure but um like we've found over the last couple of years it's certainly come a long way in terms of the number of agents who are now you know, styling more than they don't whereas along you know when we started um 
we certainly saw a lot of agents who were, you know, the number of times I heard, oh, we don't need that to sell a house. You know, I'll, I'll sell the house myself. And, yeah, um, yeah so I can imagine that <laughs> in regional. happens. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it probably is a little bit harder in regional. I mean, I've never done it in the cities, um, but I imagine it would be a little bit harder. Um, but also I'm finding now that my clients are actually asking for staging when they go to their real estate agent or they're, they're coming to me directly before they've even um, listed with an agent to get staging. So, um, I, yeah, I'm slowly, slowly infiltrating, um, you know, that whole education piece. It's a slow burn. Definitely. All right. Well, um, Look, we, we kind of, I know how much time and energy goes into um, starting and, and and money goes into starting and then running a staging company trying to build it. But that's not the only thing you have going on. Um, you're also the owner or co-owner of a brick and mortar retail shop called the Hub Home Trader, I think yes. is the name there. So tell me yes. a little bit about that business and kind of how and why that was started. So I like I had started right at home staging in 2015, and uh, just as I had moved back to BU, this homeware shop opened up, and it was amazing. I would go there and buy pieces for staging, um, and then like 12 months later or less, um, the owner put it up for sale, and my cousin just off the cuff said maybe we should buy it um that's what we did we went in and we bought this homeware shop and it actually is a real blessing in disguise for right at home staging because i can um access a lot of um products through the shop uh, and also they kind of um a good advertising for either side of the business so if i use some art in right at home staging um you know you can buy it through the hub so Good cross promotion, and it's a yeah. it's another creative outlet for me when I'm not staging. So I really love it. Very good, and and I guess yeah, like you said, they're very complementary businesses. But at the end of the day, they're still two separate businesses um, yes. and different in their in the sense that although obviously there's some crossover in the fact that you've you've got homewares and things that you can use in staging as well, one is still a retail store and one is a, a service. Um, how do you find running two businesses that are very different at the same time? Um, it can be very tiring. Um, I do sometimes find it quite mentally draining because there, there is so many things that you need to do as a business owner. And so for me, that's kind of um, doubled in both businesses. Um, my cousin, Amanda, who owns the hub with me, um, we have found it quite difficult because we've never run a retail shop before. And at the moment, retail is in a recession in Australia. It's very quiet. Um, but it is quite tiring at times, but also very rewarding, as cliche as that sounds. Um, I don't, I couldn't imagine my life without either business. This is like one of those questions, who's your favourite kid, but uh, any any preference or yeah? Oh, right. <laughs> it, yeah. Will, and it will always be my, my favourite child. Um, I, I have I have big dreams for right at home staging and, and the hub just comes in as a really nice complimentary side business. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no secrets about that. Who's my favorite child. <laughs> Very good. Well, maybe I'll touch on uh, that comment, the, the big dreams for the business at the end. Uh, yeah. But before I go into that, um, something that's kind of related in a way to the, the retail side or the, or the fact that there's almost this second business or what, what I'm seeing in the industry from particularly from some of the staging businesses who have been in mm. business for a little while and looking to add other revenue streams. Um, yep. I'm seeing little online stores pop up 
Um, not not too common, but I've seen a few come up on the websites. And and look, it does make sense given that we do all this research when we're sourcing, you know, the quality furniture, and we can often get you know better pricing through you know trade discounts or wholesale pricing. So I, I understand it, um, and I think you've kind of done this in a clever way. Not only that you've you've got the hub that we just talked about, but you also have done, uh, I guess. It, kind of an online store but you've specifically called them bedroom packages and you've mm. you've set up at um, this online store to sell what is essentially furniture but in a bedroom package um, and I, I haven't seen that done quite the same anywhere else um, mm. so I, you know I'm really interested in the thought process behind you know how you came about deciding to do something like this or testing it out and, and kind of how you found yeah. it. Um, so the thought came about because that at one point um, I can't even remember when I launched the bedroom packages, but business was quiet and I needed to create another income stream um, because when you're not staging properties, you need to find how you've got to pay your bills, right? Um, so I thought these bedroom packages would be a really nice idea because I had clients that would say to me, oh, I just want you to come in and transform my bedroom and just do it. I'll pay you. So I, I kept getting these little hints from people. So I thought I would try and um, make it a reality. Um, and it, it's a really simple concept that you can purchase a bedroom accessory pack and instantly your bedroom is made over um, with beautiful art and cushions and lights and it was really well received and I then um, started working on living room accessory packs kind of a similar idea where you just add the artwork and the cushions and the lamps but it all is in a theme um, so hopefully that will be launched soon and yeah. um, I, I guess Going back to maybe the overall online store idea, because I've yeah. seen other ones where similar sort of things, but bedroom packs around the furniture more than you know just the the kind of the yes. lighter or the smaller pieces. Um, and look, I, I don't have any experience at all, but I, my initial response to when I see those is I'm a little skeptical about how well they would actually do. Um, mm -hmm. Not because it's about I think it's a great idea, but I, I often wonder when I look at those, you know, some of the prices for you know a, a full living room pack of furniture, um, whether there's actually much demand out there and and given that there's actually a lot of competition, as you say, retail um, mm. is it can, is struggling I guess, at the moment. Um, I imagine that's the case online as well. Um, and I guess it, it in and of itself, it, sh it could be its own business, but it's kind of sitting as a second priority to, for the most of these staging businesses as a second or complementary part of their business. So I guess I'm just wondering, as somebody who has no idea at all how well these things are, and you know, you've, you've just said that it's received quite well, have you found that um, it's something that, or, or I guess what do you think about others who are doing similar sort of things but in a furniture space? Do you think that they're actually going to be something that, given our industry, it's actually received well or it's in demand or or am I kind of missing the point a bit? I think it's hard for me to say in terms of buying a whole furniture package because there I don't imagine there would be many people out there who would have no furniture to begin with. Maybe they just want to replace their lounge or um, their coffee table um, that's why I think accessories are a lot easier to replace in a room as opposed to replacing your whole bed and um, bedside tables. But also from where I'm coming from, because I'm a regional um, person, that shipping for me is very expensive. So I don't offer shipping for my bedroom packages. You would need to be local to pick them up because shipping is, is just too expensive. Um, 
I think probably in the cities, the bedroom packages would probably work um, and be a bit more in demand. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to say. Yeah, it's uh, and I should clarify and say I think it's a great idea. Like I've I'm mm. potentially interested in looking into some sort of version of an online um, shop, whatever form that takes. I'm just always every time that I've kind of well, we've thought about it or talked about it, we kind of went back and said I don't know if it even is something that would work. So I mean, it's interesting to or it's good to hear that um, you know for yourself in the area or in that it has been received well. And um, as yeah. you say, maybe somebody out there needs to try it, and um, maybe we'll, keep, we'll even- I'll watch with interest. Yeah, well, I know quite a few home stages that have created that other avenue um, of furnishing and styling Airbnbs or holiday lets, and I think maybe those um, complete bed um, furniture packages probably would complement that nicely if they are having to do an empty um, Airbnb. Um, but, yeah, I guess yeah. stay tuned. Cool. All right. Um, getting towards the end here, and, and I guess now we're kind of looking a little bit um, more in retrospect or reflecting on, on your time. So as mm. you said, nearly four years in business, what would you say has been the most difficult thing that you've had to deal with and, and take that as broad or as narrow as you'd like? Mm, I think um, I think I spoke about it before was just educating people. I, I did find that quite a struggle at the beginning, trying to even get in front of real estate agents and um convince them that home staging was um, a benefit to them and it it would help them sell properties faster Um, so that that's probably been my biggest hurdle and it's still ongoing today did you ever in the early days when because I imagine that was uh, even more difficult in the early days Mm. when you're still learning how to actually talk about it and educate did you ever think about quitting or or you know stopping what you were doing and changing into something different not at all not at all no Um, no no, and I still don't. Um, I I feel like I'm on a mission now to like take this business to the next level and just keep winning over real estate agents and winning over um, clients. Like trying to get to the clients before they get to the real estate agents, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, so mm. I guess going in talking about as you say, you mentioned big dreams before and and taking mm. it to the next level. Um, I'll, I'll, that'll be my next question. But before I ask that one, what are some of the things that you've noticed that are changing in our industry and in, in home staging in say call it the last six or twelve months? Mm. I think from where I sit and just looking at say at Instagram, the amount of home staging businesses that are popping up because it's such a new industry. Um, I think it's becoming a lot more accepted um, as the way to market your property when um, you're selling it. Um, yeah, pr- okay. that that would have to be it. Yep. It, it's, no, that's that's. Like a, I I'd, I'd back that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like uh, I mentioned before, you know, in the last two years, especially, I've seen the change in agents' attitudes towards it. But at the same time, there's been a lot, lot more businesses and people entering the industry, and especially in capital cities, I think it's it's a very low barrier um, to actually enter the industry, given you mm. have these higher options. Or you, you know, it, I'm simplifying it a lot, so um, you know, I'm being over, overly simplistic, but. It is as simple as if you can convince somebody to use you to style their home, 
you can do it tomorrow. You know, you can you can go to a hire company if you're in a capital city and, and you don't have to own anything. You don't have to actually outlay any costs other than your time. Um, obviously, to build a business beyond that takes a lot more commitment and energy and cash yeah. and all those things. But, uh, you know, in terms of setting up day one to test, it, it's very easy to actually put your toe in the water um, if you were to go and like, and I should also clarify that and say, you know, it took us a couple of months before of phone calls and meetings before we got our first job. So it's not as simple as that. But, um, you know, in, in I guess, as, a, as you say, a young industry with low barrier to at least enter in the early years, um, mm. it, it makes sense that we're seeing a lot of businesses pop up. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's great. Like, I, I really love um, following all the different um, businesses on Instagram and watching them grow. Um you just reminded me of something that I, in my early days, I did make contact with a lot of real estate agents and I didn't hear from um, a few of them. And then at least 12 months later, one of them replied to my email. So it's like um, they kind of knew you were there, but they didn't really need you at that time or they, they weren't really convinced you could help them at that time, but they, they eventually came around. So it's a nice like pattern. Very slow burn. That. Slow, slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, I've, I've kind of touched on a couple of times. Let's ask the question. So you mentioned big dreams and taking the next step. What are your What yeah. are you kind of thinking for your business as you look forward over the next, uh, you know, twelve months, five years? What, you know, tell us a little bit about what you've got coming. Um, like I don't have any solid plans, but you know, when you visualize where you would be in five years, I do visualize my own truck, um, my own vans, full time employees, a massive warehouse full of um, furniture. And it's just as simple as that, a really well-oiled machine of a business that is in high demand on the Sapphire Coast. That's as simple as what my dream is. Um, I, sometimes simple is better. And, I mean, that's – I think you yeah. wouldn't be alone in, in what you've just described for a lot of businesses, including ours in our own kind of little area. Yeah, I mean, small business is tough enough. So I think if you keep it as simple as that, then it can be. Uh, I feel like it's achievable. I I think so. I mean, you've talked about how much you've grown in four years and, um, I mean, you obviously know the area well. So um, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, with as you say, the industry is growing and changing and, and more agents are believing in staging and the benefits. So, um, mm. yeah, great, great uh, vision, I guess, <laughs> to set yourself for yourself. Come back in five years and we can chat again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be, I'll be watching. Um, all right, look, I'm, we're down to just the rapid-fire questions. I've got a few here. I do mm-hmm. tend to take longer than I want to, but take as uh, as quick or as long as you need for these sure. questions, and I will try not to interrupt or <laughs> draw it out any longer than it needs to. All right, so the first one is, how has a failure or an apparent failure at the time set you up for a later success? So I think um, I thought about this one and there's two things that I want to say is that the first one is, um, and I did touch on it before, but when um, I was going through a quiet period in my business, having to look at um, different income streams for um, staging. So I created my packages um, and my style to stay um, service. Um, So 
that was the first one. And the second one, and I think Beth touched on this in her interview, was that um, I had destaged a property and the owner came back and said we had left scuffs all up and down the hall, um, which we didn't, and he never um, came back to me about it. But it was putting in a process of actually photographing the property before we even put furniture into it so that we have evidence of anything that did go wrong afterwards. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm sure that people listening will take that last bit of advice, especially. I'm sure we're mm. you're not the only one that's had that. Oh, okay. Wow. I, yeah, it's um, – anyway, I could say more, but I won't. It's supposed <laughs> to be fast. <laughs> um, what is one of the best pieces or most worthwhile investments um, that you've made, whether that's time, money, energy, anything like that? Yeah, again, I had a good think about this one and I, I always just kept coming back to branding uh, and I think this comes back to my corporate days um, where branding is so important um, for corporate companies that I made sure that my brand was all set up and it was consistent from the get-go. So, um, you know, graphic design, website, all of that stuff that kind of ties your whole brand and concept together. That's probably one thing that I've been very um, mindful of since I registered my business name back in 2015. How does this is a? I know I said I wouldn't do this, but a little side question. Um, mm. When you talk about branding, as I mentioned before, that you like to get in front of camera, and I've I've noticed mm. on your website and everything, you know, you're not shy about putting your face and and telling people <laughs> who you are, um, which yeah. which I love. I I love. I mean, I say it all the time to people: people buy from people. So yeah. um, I believe that letting people know who you are and what you're about can only be a benefit. Um, in your business, how do you how does that tie into your branding? So, uh, someone said to me once, which I never forgot, was that branding isn't just about your logo on your website. It's actually about you. You are the brand of your business, and people want to see you, um, and they want to hear your story, and they want to see how you can transform that room from a vacant to a beautifully styled property. So, I it, like I've not always been. Um, game enough to put my face onto Instagram stories. It's just something that I realised that, that people, I actually got a lot more traction when I was being real and honest on camera. Um, and I, I'm not shy to show the warts and all of home staging. It isn't just about that beautiful starred room at the end of the day. Um, and I, yeah, I think people really appreciate that. But also, um, in such a small regional area, I think it's it's really good to um, put your face out there as well, because people then just build that trust with you and your brand. I guess. Yep, couldn't agree more. Mm. Okay, a uh, couple to go. What advice mm -hmm. do you wish you'd had um, when you started your business? Mm. I, I probably would have started tracking my inventory from the get go. Um, I started buying so much um, furniture and accessories that at the time I think it was you just get so carried away in how busy your business is and, you know, you're, you're trying to fill the many hats that you um, need to wear in a small business that I just left uh, – I didn't do an inventory list. So it wasn't until last year I think it was where I actually started getting serious about documenting everything that right at home staging had acquired over the four years to make my life easier because when you're standing in your sheds and you need, you know, 12 Euro pillows and three sets of bedside lamps and you've got no idea if you have those 
available or not. It's really hard. So getting really organised with what you've um, purchased. I think that's a topic that could take up an entire uh, podcast yeah. episode for yeah. sure. There's so um, many times I've gone to the shops and bought things that I didn't need to buy because they were sitting in one of the sheds that I could have used. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, what is a bad piece of advice or recommendation that you've heard in the homesteading industry? Mm, bad piece of advice. Something for for people to maybe avoid, or at least um, if they hear this, some advice from, um, that you would consider not to be the best advice. Mm. Um, something that they would at least be a bit critical when they think about it. Oh my gosh, I I actually have a blank on this one. Um, I think maybe two sides of the coin from a client's perspective, um, this may not be answering your question directly, Jake, but um, from a client's perspective, their perception of home staging, it could be quite an expensive um, investment for them and they might not want to spend that money to stage their home to sell. Um, but then on the flip side for the home stages, um, I guess wanting to come into the industry that it isn't, there is so much more blood, sweat and tears involved in, in home staging um, than just, you know, making a bed and fluffing pillows. Um, yeah, there's so much more involved. I think that's probably all I can give you at the moment. No, that's okay. I'll take it. And the last one I have is what is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? Um, yeah. And this one, I have to say that I haven't had a good track record with this question in the past, so I'll, yeah. uh, I'll see how we go. Um. So on the television, when you turn up the volume, I always have to make sure the volume is on an even number. I can't have it on an odd number. Oh, I'm with you on that. I do that all the time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's know. actually more common than you think. I would actually. That's a question for anyone listening. If you actually do that, because I'm sure. <laughs> I'm convinced that that is more normal than we realise. Uh, I feel like it would be, and, and it's probably the same with people who make sure that they have to use like two or four pegs when they're hanging out there washing, no um, <laughs> odd numbers. Um, it doesn't make the sound of the TV any different, does it? It just makes you feel better about yep, <laughs> what you've exactly. chosen. <laughs> yeah. Yep, no, I like it. I like it. All right. Um, the last question is the easiest, and that is where can people who want to follow along with your journey and what you're doing or even reach out and ask a question, what's the best place sure. for people to do that? Um, so Facebook or Instagram, I'm just found under Right at Home Staging um, or my website, righthathomestaging.com.au. Excellent. All right, Jess. Well, thank you very much for being on the show um, and I hope thank the listeners you. got something out of it. And as I said, if you're listening at home and you – firstly, if, if you do that thing with the volume where it's got to be on an even number, I'd love to know. <laughs> um, but secondly, if, please reach out and, and let Jess know that you listened and if you have any questions, follow up with her. But thank you again, Jess. Thanks so much for having me, Jake. <laughs>